I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. So about a month ago, we had almost had, let's say that, we almost had a hostile takeover of The Real Brian Show. The villain known as Miss Ice was responsible. So thankfully, she has been apprehended. And today, that will not be the case. Let's rock it. Welcome back. I am the real Brian. Apprehended. Come on, man. What? What? There's no nobody can handle this stuff. This is this is the Miss Ice show. There's no. Uh, I didn't almost take over. I I took over the real Brian show. Yeah, because this is the real Miss Ice show. I am the queen of all of the podcasts in the entire world. Joining me as my co-host, Nay, personal audio slave is the real brian thanks for joining me today how are you doing man sportos and motorheads geeks sluts bloods wasteoids dweebies dickheads they all adore him they think he's a righteous dude uh yeah well i wouldn't go you're dang right <laughs> do you know how long that i've been wanting to allow people to say that about me uh a whole day <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen up here, cold-hearted ice. This is my show, okay? Come on. Do you remember the contract that you had me sign when I was back in uh, no. in Fort Collins with you guys? No. Yeah. No, okay. we, we didn't have any contract. I, I pulled it up because I figured this would be the case. I, I, I assumed you would forget. So here, I'll, I'll just read a brief excerpt. from. Fine. The, Fine. No, the, go ahead. The undersigned, henceforth TRB, agrees to the following terms for the duration and continuation of the podcast. TRB will provide contractor, henceforth, Miss Ice, with endless copy, a stipend of 250000 a month, a turtle, which she can name as she desires, praise and adoration, post-it notes to write down all of her fabulous ideas, a studio where she can practice yoga whenever she wants, and invite others to join with her, and possibly a couple canvases so she can start doing her artwork in a more real and powerful way. Because I think right now what she thinks is that People don't really believe that she can do it. And I, I believe that wow. she can. Is this so, wait? I don't remember signing anything like this. Oh, oh, you did. Praise and adoration. Yes. I mean, yes. that's going too far. I am still waiting on the turtle. 250,000 a month. I mean, we could do that, but praise and adoration. I don't know. What if I reduce it to 150,000 and then you do no, that? The, the, the money's no object. It, it's, it's the, the encouragement. That's the problem. Yes. The, the point is, is to encourage my insanity. You want a turtle named what? I get to choose the name, but I can't choose the name until I have the turtle. Dude, it's Friday! <laughs> Thank God it's Friday! Or Geraldo. Yeah. Okay. Thank God it's oh, Okay, okay. Oh my gosh. It's Friday. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. Uh, uh, I'm drinking a Guatemalan I've roasted Guatemalan Huihui Tenango Finca Isnul Washed Catual. Bless you. That's the farm. I know. Excuse me. Um, it's very good. I, I want to say. Speaking of endless supply of coffee, now that I have my roaster back, you will be receiving in the coffee? mail. Are you ready? Costa Rican Yellow Honey Las Lajas. 
I got a Costa Rican blend at the coffee shop I went to today. This and ain't no blend, honey. This is pure single origin. Blend, roast, whatever. Yeah, it's going to be a lot better than one of them blends. Oh, yeah. Dude, more espresso equals less depresso. Absolutely. Okay, good. Except more espresso when you come down from it means more depresso. <laughs> well, only if you're drinking the bad coffee. If you keep drinking espresso, you'll never feel the depresso. <laughs> That's awesome. So what are you drinking? I am drinking an Earl Grey Oolong. Mm. Ooh. It's very delish. Ooh, now I might like that. See, I love oolongs, but I'm not as much of a black tea fan. And But Earl Grey Oolong. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I love Long. Earl Grey. What I think I like about the oolong is that you don't need very much in order to make it really potent. The the thing that I did now, that I'm regretting now is I put <laughs> I steeped it in my travel coffee mug and I cannot get the taste of the tea out of my coffee mug now. I've soaked it in vinegar, put it through the dishwasher like a half dozen times. I've even gotten to the point where it's like, you know, you got a cast iron thing you can use for a certain, you know, like all the oils from the orange or the cinnamon or something. If you have that in teas and you have to have something else for the, the lighter teas, cross your eyes and dot your teas kind of thing too. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> I Miss am Ice, Welcome back. Oh, it's, it's been a while. It's been like, uh, I don't know, like a month. It's been like a month. You know, it's, it's so funny. Like I always was really bad at improv in high school. Like whenever I was in drama clubs, like the hardest thing for me to do was improv because whenever I started doing improv, I started going like really big and way outlandish and yeah. I can't rein my brain in to stay coherent for a very long period of time. So like when I'm going off, I'm like, I'm the queen of all podcasts in the entire world. Like that's where my brain goes when I improv. <laughs> like I can't just come up with normal things. It's like <laughs> and you get on me for exaggerating. Like everybody told me this. There's one thing when you're when you're relaying like a story of some sort, but there's another when you're trying to make it up on the spot. <laughs> I think that's where my reaction to a lot of that comes from is like whenever I have to make something up on the spot, I embellish so much. (laughs) Aren't we always making stuff up on the spot? Isn't life just about that? I believe that a lot of life is based in truth. Really? Yes. Yes, I do. Well, I'm glad I'm living in a fantasy world then. Yes. At least one of us is. (laughs) That's a good thing. Hey, does this facial hair make me look fat? A little bit. A little bit. So I really hate shaving one. I use a like a beard trimmer kind of thing or a hair trimmer. I guess it's a hair trimmer to keep the beard, you know, like a certain. But, you know, lately I just haven't. And it's getting to that itching stage. And it's just I'm like, does this make me look fat? I mean, do you know just what I'm power about? through, man? Just power through. Well, it's like taking a weed whacker. It takes like 30 minutes to get through. Except you only use a weed whacker to trim. You don't use a weed whacker to <laughs> mow your grass. <laughs> I feel the same way about my legs sometimes that when your I leg hair makes you look fat. Yes. It just, and then when you shave it down, you like lose 10 pounds. <laughs> it's like Wookiee hair. Like my, my, my legs move so much more smoothly through the air. It, but it, it's totally real though. Like the, the reason that swimmers shave right before a big event. I mean, it's, it's legit. This is Emily, you know, like I just shaved and. Did you see my hair blowing? Yeah. No. See, you're moving fast, but everything else is in slow motion, of course. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that okay? That's basically it. Shaving will make you run faster. It lesson, does. Lesson, boys and girls. Lesson yep. right there. Lesson. All right. Learn. Let me ask you this. I hate shaving my face. It burns. It burns. I hate shaving my face too. I, I know. See, so I'm not the only one here. 
Is it the same thing though for legs? Because I don't shave my legs. Well, I mean, <clears throat> never mind. I don't. Shave my- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this one? <laughs> it's just gonna stop right there. Does it? Does it hurt to like, shave legs? Oh, no, it does not hurt. Really? So is it like you shave and you're like, okay, I'm good. So why? Do, maybe I just have sensitive skin. When I first started shaving my legs, though, I would have nightmares about dragging the razor blade up my shin and just like blood pooling all around me. There's a lot of fear that comes with pressing a razor blade against your bare skin. Yeah. But the face is so much more sensitive than your legs. True. I mean, if you think about shaving any sensitive area, it gets increasingly worse the more sensitive the area is. (laughs) (laughs) If you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm so glad we've just, you know, aired all of this here. <laughs> so how about an electric razor for your legs? Yeah. I've never used electric razor. The only alternative to shaving I've used is Nair. Have you ever heard of that? No. You rub this. I don't even know what it's made of, but you rub it on your skin and wait. And then your hair basically like falls off. You can like just like oh, that's scary. wipe it off. It's so it's so disturbing that that's, I can't even yeah, do it anymore. That's like creepy. <laughs> That doesn't seem like that would be good for anything. If, if it's causing your hair to fall out, like, uh, <laughs> uh, right. Well, and that's kind of what my thought was like, wow. what am I putting onto my skin right now? Yeah. What is my skin absorbing? Oh, okay. So I did have this though. We got ice cream. It's a Tillamook ice cream with the stump town coffee roasters, coffee in it. Yeah. That was the first time I've had coffee ice cream that was not bitter, did not leave that weird cheap flavor coffee in, you know, the back of your mouth kind of thing. Yeah. It was smooth and it was like just the right combo of coffee that you, it didn't taste watered down. It tasted like, oh, I'm, I'm getting some, you know what it tasted like an affogato. That's what it was. Mm. Oh, mm, mm, is an mm. affogato the one where you get like uh, espresso poured over ice cream? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because those are really good. Yeah. And I've always hated coffee flavored anything. Because it's not done right. Other than if it's just coffee. Yeah. (laughs) If it's done right, it's glorious. If it's not, then you're just like, oh. This is really funny because this is one of the biggest differences between you and I. You love trying new things (laughs) and you will always try, like you will read menus and choose something from the menu and I will look on a menu for what I know that I like and order that every single time. I will go to certain restaurants and I've tried certain things and I've gone to, okay, you know what? Those are all good, but this is what I like and then I will go to that restaurant specifically for that one thing. That's normal for most people, but sure. I think like I'm talking about new stuff. I mean like Oh yeah, I love trying when, new you, things though. When you're when you're out and about, you know, like in a new town, like when we were yeah. in San Jose, you know, and we went to that Thai restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I ordered I ordered like what I always order at Thai restaurants and you you I can't even remember what you ordered, but it was like, it was duck. Was like, oh, wow. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I hate duck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, this is so good. It's duck. <laughs> In fact, we're uh, we're going to be doing a progressive dinner with Analicious coming up here next week. You know, instead of going to like one restaurant, we're going to make an evening out of it and go crazy and try new things and get excited. So, yeah, three of us are uh, Sarah and Analicious and I are going to go do that. That's cool. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. See that. But that's right. That's the fun stuff is we get to go do things. Yeah, I, I understand that. Would, would that freak you out if you're like, let's go try new things? All Would you be like, yeah. What if See, I, I would like enjoy it? I would enjoy the experience when I know other people would be enjoying the food, but I I'm just not that type of a oh man, I don't even know how to describe it. It's not that I'm not a risk taker, it's just that I really don't like 
tasting bad food. Oh, no, <laughs> I totally it, understand it that. It stays with me for so long. Like, yeah. I still can't eat fish yeah. because of one bad experience like 10 years ago. I have fun with those things when I see other people enjoying that coming together of different things or whatever. But sure. No, I get but it. I, Is there a social platform anywhere that we can use to keep in touch? So, for example, I would like to invite everyone in this community as well as people that I know personally, you know, who don't physically live near me for that matter. And just say, can we move over to something like Slack, for example, or some other platform where we can just have conversation like we used to be able to have on Facebook, but can't anymore because I I just, every time I get on Facebook, it's just so it's affecting me negatively. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I really want to get off Facebook. I really do. But then I would lose touch with so many people and I can't do that. Is there something out there? I'm, I'm more just searching, looking for something good. Do you know of anything? I use Slack for work, so I have associations with it that aren't I, I know. entirely, they're not negative. They're just all work associated, but is I it don't a, know. Is it a good conversation platform though? It gets really noisy really quickly. Okay. And it's, it's like the same thing with GroupMe. You know, it's almost the exact same as GroupMe. Have you ever used GroupMe? No. All the women in my family use it. It's just like a group messaging app. There will be a day when I haven't been able to check my phone and there will be like message after I'll, I'll have like a hundred notifications at the end of my work day. I don't even know where to start here. It's, it's all hilarious. And I love having that platform in order to stay in touch with the women in my family. But you can just lose track of things so quickly. And maybe that's kind of the point. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the point is that it's just a stream and you join it when you can. It gets really noisy really fast and Slack is definitely that way. But see, I think what I would love, I would love this and I'm not sure if this is possible, but I would do all of my communication in the Facebook group and not on my page, not in, not in the actual you know, TRBS Facebook page even. I would do it all in the Facebook group. I would invite everybody to come join me there. That's where the conversation's at and I would completely ignore everything else. Yeah. The problem I'm running into is that people have a tendency to not post in the group. They post on their page and then it's like, well, now I have to go over to their page to find out what's going on. And then I get sucked in and, you know, it's like, well, if I'm posting in the group, then some people aren't seeing it. You know what I mean? Like I, I and I know you can't force anybody to join anything. I'm just saying I would love to truly get back to the conversation and less about the, hey, look how cool I am. Don't you feel like social media has ruined us for those types of things, though? I mean, there's so oh, yeah. much everywhere that it's hard to just kind of pull back and have a have a conversation over here when you're so used to just this stream of information from everyone you know. Something has to change about the way people manage social media because I'm the same way with Facebook. Is like I hardly ever go on anymore because it's so. I mean, it's so much information. You, yeah. you and um, Mango Droplet were just talking about like what, what's your what's your limit? <laughs> like, how yeah. much information is too much information? Yeah, and you have to know what your upper threshold is when you go onto Facebook because totally. you, can, you can easily lose an hour just scrolling through your feed and whatever. But well, I know, and there's been some. I'm, I'm not going to go into because we don't want to go into those topics. But you know, there have been some current events recently, horrific ones. And some of the posts that I'm seeing on Facebook are not, in my opinion, healthy, nor solving the problem and or taking action. It's just yeah. complaining. I, I want to block that person now. <laughs> I'm like, because I just don't want to fill myself with that. So I'm trying to find some. Well, and again, I just heard a great quote. 
If you don't talk it out, you'll act it out. So it's good to process through something, right? This is affecting me. How do I deal with this in a healthy manner? You know, so that's a good thing and all that. But yeah, I want to get away from some of that stuff and just be a little happier. Yeah. I was asked a great question. What habits should you let go of for 2018 and and which ones should you implement? You know, good ones. Yeah. Get rid of the bad ones. Interestingly enough, I think this is a bad habit. Again, I've talked about this on the show. I'm a very normally fun, you know, happy person for the most part. I've allowed myself over the last few years to get involved in deeper conversations, which that's not typically who I am. That's that's not a natural thing for me. I'm an extrovert. Everything's surface level, right? Whatever. And I usually am not the kind of person that gets drawn into negativity. I usually find a positive spin on it, or maybe there's a, a message of hope that comes out of it or something like that. But I've found that over the last few years, I've gotten into the bad habit of negative thought and deep conversation. But I thought, what if I let go of that habit and try to look at life, try to look at situations through the lens of somebody who's looking for hope, humor, something positive, you know, really focus on that and let go of that bad habit of, of negativity and, and, you know, unnecessary deep conversation. Let's, let's say unnecessary because some deep conversation is very good. Well, probably the deep conversation that incites the most negativity out of you is where you just always feel like you're you're coming up against a brick wall. Which is a lot, actually. Yeah. Just but, like and, with this social media platform thing. Yeah. Like you said, you can't change people. Right. You can't change people and you can't change the, the progression of where this is going. I mean, Facebook did this to us. They have engineered their algorithms to show us what they want to show us in order to create this weird paradigm of being addicted to your applications you know i mean like before before facebook did you ever pay that close attention to anything not like that no i mean i mean you had your you had your nerd out sessions you know you had your tv shows you had your whatever it was you loved your hobbies you know but no not like this and in fact not like something you go on and check every day did somebody like my post you know i hope people like my selfie you know and this is like (laughs) i i'm sorry if you're that person because it's 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 a different world for me, and yeah. I I don't like this feeling of feeling like I I have to check to see who responded to a post, you know. Yeah. And but it's it's something that Facebook has done to us. I have no judgment against people who are doing it. It frustrates me, and and I look like you know, especially when you're at the stoplight and you look over and the person immediately oh, pulls their yeah. phone out, and you're just like, <laughs> oh my gosh! Again, don't get me wrong, I've, I've done that, so it's not like again, I'm not oh, judging. Yeah, for it's sure, just for sure. What really frustrates me with it is that we've allowed ourselves to become slaves to it. And and yeah, I've heard so many studies recently talking about how people who are that addicted to social media on their phones show higher levels of anxiety than ever in the history of recorded human behavior. So there's one, right? The second thing is it is more addictive than heroin. <laughs> That's a great one. Um, and the other study that I heard was that, you know, psychologists are, are seeing more psychological disorders as a result of social media than they've ever seen as well. So it's like, okay, this, none of this is really good for us. It's obvious, but we just let it consume us because well, well, we, it's not that big of a deal. And and we're so good at convincing ourselves that we're doing it in order to stay in touch with people. Which is a good thing. And you are correct that I, I've used that excuse to a lot. I still am. <laughs> and and it's not it's not an excuse because we do use it in that way, but we use it beyond what that's for. It's like saying that 
medical marijuana has its purposes. <laughs> but when you also use it recreationally, you can't say that it's medical marijuana. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. And so, so it's like, it's good for you. Or not, I shouldn't say good for you. It, it can it, be. It serves its purpose. Sure. When it's used in the context that it was prescribed to you. Ah, good but, point. But when you use it beyond that, because it still feels good, you know, and I'm talking about Facebook too here, then it starts to kind of lose its potency. You know, you have, you have to use it more in order to get that same high. Yeah. One of the biggest reasons I think I'm so adamant about it right now is that it was, um, I believe it was last Thursday I got on Facebook because I'm like, I don't know what's going on with anybody because literally the only way that I can keep in touch with people anymore is through social media because, you know, rarely do people call or text, you know, once in a while, I got a couple of people that do that, but it's social media. If I want to know what's going on with friends. So I go onto Facebook. I'm looking around what's going on. I see a bunch of negative political issues, which makes me mad. And then I see a lot of people talking about how amazing their life is and how they're going on these great vacations and they're down in the Caribbean right now. And oh my gosh, I've just done this. And it's like, you know, this list of accolades and accomplishments. And on one hand, I'm thinking maybe this person is legitimately having a wonderful day and they want to post their joy. Okay, that's a very fair thing. But for some reason, I'm not taking it that way. And I don't know if it's because I'm in a deficit personally or if that's not how it's coming across. Because then, do you remember Suzanne Miller who was on the show, the Dua Liz thing? Mm-hmm. I love her, right? She posts on Facebook all of these wonderful, wonderful, happy things that are going on in their life. Some reason, and maybe it's because I know, well, I mean, I know most of these people I know, but for some reason, whenever I see a post from her that's happy, I am filled with joy from her posts because I know that she's not trying to one up anyone. She's Mm -hmm. just sharing hope and joy because that's just who she is. But other people post things and I'm like, are you trying to look cool? You know, I mean like what, what's going on here? And so that made me really depressed. And by like the end of the night, like I was going to bed, I was so depressed (laughs) and I woke up Friday morning and I'm like, Oh my gosh, my life sucks. Like I really suck compared to all these other people. And then it wasn't until I think later in the day that I was like, what is going on? And then I was like, oh my gosh, it was me looking at Facebook last night. Oh yeah. I legitimately got depressed and thought I was a failure because of what I saw. And I went, okay, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta do something about this. That's so true because I remember my mom telling me that when she first started dating my dad, he told her that she had to stop watching soap operas because he could never live up to the people (laughs) in those shows. But that's exactly what soap operas do to us. Yeah. They they make us comedies or yeah. Yeah. Like anything, anything that, that shows you a glimpse into how life could be Stephen Mills abs that strikes with you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, but I'm, I'm totally right there with you. And that's, and that's what happens. And more often than not, we inject our own perceptions into everything posted on Facebook. So it's not, it's not just someone telling us something. It's us interpreting the way someone is telling us something without ever hearing tone of voice, without hearing context, without hearing everything else about their day. All we get is this like one small snapshot of their life that is carefully crafted in the way they want to present it to us. And so there, there is truth in there. And I would say that the majority of the time, my posts are 100% real. I try my hardest not to sugarcoat things or, (laughs) or to embellish unless it's like a joke post, which happens to be like half of what I post. Yeah. But (laughs) my post is the real Brian show because it's me vocally sharing because I can inflect vocally what I'm really feeling. You can actually hear it in my voice and through my tone. 
how I'm doing, what's going on, what my thoughts are on this world. You cannot get that through my texts ever. I mean, anything, and you know, you know, personally firsthand that anything that I write is not going to necessarily come out correctly. And I, and I know we've talked about this before, but that is not something that, that you need to punish yourself over. It's just, it's just something that you are like, okay, I acknowledge that I can't write the, this down. I have to actually tell someone this. And so for you, it ends up looking like you don't really interact with Facebook because you never post anything, but that's, that's fine. There's no problem with that because the people who know you know how you prefer to have those kinds of conversations. Yeah. And so, you know, we all, we all wield Facebook in different ways and it all comes down to perception. And so (laughs) there's so little control we have over it. Going back to what you said earlier too, is that, you know, there's no way we're going to change anything on this one. It's like, you can't, the addiction that Facebook has created has a hold on our population and there's no way that we're just going to say, Oh, let's just stop doing that. Like if anybody knows addiction coming down off that takes a lot of hard work and pain and suffering. Intentional. Yeah. You have massive withdrawal issues. I mean, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. I'm at a point where I want it gone, but that's not a normal place for most people. And that's okay. So I can't expect anyone else to join me on this one. I'm just kind of saying I need a different place, but I don't want to lose touch. I would love some opinion here. I really want to create some TRBS gear. I mean, seriously. Okay. That's yes. We definitely need coffee mugs. Um, Just say let's rock it. Be awesome. That's a you know when you go in and say, "Would you like a real falling coffee?" Let's rock it. That's all you say. Or and then or, maybe and then maybe a line of mugs that say the real Miss Ice Show. <laughs> 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 or or that say the real Brian Show, and then Brian is crossed out and Miss Ice is written over the top. <laughs> I like that idea. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to sort of go ahead and disagree with you on that one. Um, what? Yeah, that would actually be really fun, though. Wouldn't it, it be cool stupid. if everybody could I would, get I their want own it show? Just for me. <laughs> no, I mean, everybody, it's like the real Brian Sean. It crosses out and everybody puts in their superhero name. Customizable. See, Whoa. wouldn't that be fun? This is what I'm talking about. Okay, Dude, so. I love that. I'm thinking of creative stuff like this, the mugs, you know, like phrases, the idea of crossing it out, you know, the real whatever, the let's rock it stuff, of course, but some creative, hilarious phrases, maybe stuff we've talked about. Does this facial hair make me look fat? You know, T-shirt. Uh, you know what I'm talking stuff like this, right? But I want something that's different and creative. Like I'm not a big fan of t-shirts personally. I mean, I've talked about, I love jerseys, right? So maybe we create a TRBS Jersey and everybody gets their own little number. I don't know if anybody likes jerseys, but you know what I'm talking stuff, stuff like that. So what are some fun creative options that we could do to, you know, just that's like super different, you know, maybe we get like, I don't know, football helmets and just wear them around. Or gas masks, you know, that would be cool. Oh, like full on gas I've been masks thinking about getting a gas mask. I have two actually for, you know, like al- allergies and then people that are sick. Oh, I was thinking for the apocalypse, but oh, sure, I'm just thinking works. for everyday life. You know, you're riding your bike along and there's allergies out and you just, you know, one day the apocalypse is going to be everyday life. Yeah. And then what you've wasted your gas mask on sick people, dude, you, but you already have it. You didn't waste it. Yeah. You wasted it because no. it, it loses its potency over time. Well, then you just get new cartridges. You have a supply of cartridges in your basement. Supply of filters. Or filters or whatever the heck they're called. Let me ask you this. TSA people, is it awkward if I show up to my, you know, pre-check TSA with a gas mask on? I'm looking it up right now because now (laughs) I'm curious. (laughs) You're actually like, is this real? (laughs) 
I don't think there's anything about that. Because TSA confiscates post-apocalyptic bullet-adorned gas mask. <laughs> Not even joking. <laughs> Is that a real thing? It's, it's a real headline from oh, last year. My gosh. Hang on, I have to. I'm oh, somebody took my idea. TSA Instagram gas mask confiscated. The TSA doesn't appreciate a traveler's unusual fashion sense Ugh. when it discovers a cyberpunk style gas mask in a carry-on bag. <laughs> no, but I'm talking, what if I'm wearing it because I don't want to get sick? Or like, for example, we have a friend, listener, by the way. Hello, Craig. You know, he's got legitimate things that he needs to deal with. And part of that is to filter the air correctly, you know, due to pollutants and people that are sick and everything else. He has to wear one of those masks you know, while he's out in public. But my thought is a true on full gas mask with the true filters and everything. I mean, man, that would help him. Can he fly with that? Are they going to like, you know, throw him on the ground and frisk him? You know, maybe strip search painted it pink because of, yeah, yeah. I feel like people are more threatened by dark colors. That's true. Like, you know, because when you're all, when you're dressed in all black, they think, oh, burglar. But if you're dressed in all pink, they think cancer awareness. She was just in a ballet. Oh, that or, too. Yeah, that's you true. Know. Okay. So how about TRBS gas masks that are okay. pink TRBS gas masks? Okay. Here's another thing too. My yeah, wallet boy. is quickly nearing its end. By the way, you know, I think you said this once that there's a pickup line where you're like, hey, baby, I'm not actually this tall. I'm just sitting on my wallet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That was one of the best pickup lines I've ever heard. People get so surprised when I start using pickup lines. It's really funny. Yeah, you told me that. I was just like, okay, that shocked me. That yeah. Everyone's like, how tall are you? Six, four. When I'm on my wallet. Oh my gosh. When I'm standing on my wallet. Yeah, too. I'm actually only five foot when I'm not on it. Stack of George Washington's. I am six, four and my wallet is quickly nearing its end. And so, you know, I like Waterfield designs and sfbags.com. And we talked about the, the stod last week, which is so awesome. Let me just tell you, they have wallets and they look amazing. And they're actually designed in a way that it looks like it could go in your front pocket as well as your back pocket. They have zippers. And I'm thinking, dude, I have lost things out of my wallet because you know, your wallet flies open. It falls, you know, when you, you drop it or whatever and things fall out. But if there's a zipper, Dude, you're secure. So I'm wondering if anybody's using any of these wallets. You, I know what you need. Yeah. You need a Merce. Oh, my God. Did, dude, is it me or are fanny packs making a comeback? They are. You need uh, a fanny pack. Oh, no. I didn't like them when they first came out. I know they're practical, but there's a line. <laughs> I just backpack people. <laughs> backpack. Much more. Backpack. Are you going to TRBS fanny packs? <laughs> I, I hate my purse. Oh, not, I, I like my purse. It's Murph? very cute. I don't like carrying purses. I Whenever I can, I put my wallet into my pockets. What about a backpack? I don't like carrying anything. Then don't. I like being free. Well, I don't like wearing clothes either. Uh, Same thing. But I, sometimes you, know, you just kind of have to. People look at me so crazy when I say something like that, but I, I'm totally right there with you. You know how much faster I would be in the morning if I didn't have to get dressed? That's so true, though. I mean, come on. I did the same thing, too. I'm like, all right, we're having a game night. You know, pants off, game on. No, people were offended. I didn't go. 
That didn't go over well, huh? I just didn't want to go. I'm like, no. I mean, if that's the restriction and requirement that we're having, then I don't need to be there. It's just, it's offensive okay. to me. I totally get it. Yeah. You know, you do you, man. You do you. Yeah. Okay. I know you have information on a rowing machine now. Oh, man. I'm actually Dude. thinking about getting into professional Olympic rowing for the Summer yeah, Olympics right? coming up. That's, so that's a great idea. Yeah. Any ideas? My my thing is jump roping. That's my main workout. But I injured my ankle a couple weeks ago. Oh, no. And, I, and, so, and I just haven't been giving it the time to heal. <laughs> Did you kick that dog again? I kicked the dog again. You got to stop. No, I just stop jumped hurting your wrong. ankle. I know. So I ended up buying a rowing machine. I was reading a lot about like low impact cardio workouts. Rowing works everything. Ever since I stopped running, my problem has always been that I can't find the same thing that gives me that same endorphin rush yeah. as running did. And now that I'm getting better at jump roping, that's actually doing it for me. Still getting used to rowing, but it's super awesome. Like I can do it anywhere in my house. I can drag it into my bedroom or I can drag it into my spare room where my TV is, you know, and just like do a workout while I'm watching an episode of a show, you know, so great. And especially right now in the middle of February when it's an ice storm outside and you, you can't even walk down the road without falling on your butt. You're not kidding <laughs> about just, that. Yeah. So it's just, it's nice to have other options. That's cool. So you, are you getting the endorphin rush that you were getting with running? I'm starting to get there. It took, okay. it took a while to get used to it because like, you know, there, there's so many settings on a rowing machine. You can increase or decrease the tension of the stroke. And this is kind of like I'm, I've just been watching YouTube videos about how people use rowing machines to work out and then nice. setting goals for myself, because that's the other thing that I don't do very well is like set goals about your workout. And, yeah. But you I, know, I like it. And it's, it's a great alternative. Like if you don't like jumping or if you don't like running, jumping or if you're having difficulties with your knees or your ankles, this one is great. Like the only thing I would say is couple it with yoga because You'll start to get really tense around your hips and around your knees and something to do the opposite of what the rowing machine does. So stretching and working those muscle groups in isolated fashion. Nice. That's good advice. Is really important. Yeah. But yeah, highly cool. recommend. My adrenaline rush is basketball. It's the only thing I've ever been able to find, you know, and I like swimming and biking Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just, but it's the only thing I can find that works. And I haven't been able to play, of course, due to the sciatic. But, you know, it's it, watching all of these basketball games. I mean, like we just went to, you know, the CSU women's ball last week and it was just, oh my gosh, the energy was so amazing. And I'm just like, I want to play so bad. I just want to get on the court. And I think I'm close now, but you're right. When you have situations where you can't for whatever reason, because, that, you know, same kind of thing, that's a very high impact sport gotta find something yeah when i originally hurt my knees 15 years ago i just didn't give my body the time it needed to heal and so i just i created this chronic injury that just yeah. has never healed yeah <laughs> and i'm recognizing that i'm doing that again with my ankle i just had to like be like okay stop <laughs> yeah and figure something else out yeah yeah, it's hard though. It's hard to just stop doing it when you, I'm so the personality of just like pushing through the pain, you know, pain is gain. And I, and I don't associate with pain as like, stop doing something. Pain to me means keep doing it and it won't hurt in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't well, always 
it doesn't always work out well. No, and there's something to be said about pushing through certain things. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, what I've been told with the sciatic, for example, is that if I'm doing an exercise that triggers the sciatic, I should stop. If I'm doing an exercise that does not trigger the sciatic, I should push. And if I'm a little sore afterwards because, you know, muscles as they're recovering and everything like that, there's going to be some inflammation and stuff might trigger the sciatic. Then you're not actually hurting yourself at that point. But in the moment, if you are, that's a different story. So, yeah, pain. Uh, they talk, you know, no pain, no gain. It's like, well, what's the pain? <laughs> if the pain is yeah, muscle you have burn, to, you that's have to good. analyze the pain. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some pains that are not supposed to be happening. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. So. Speaking of like bodily things and doing crazy stuff like that, I mean, the NBA dunk contest was last weekend. Olympics, of course. I actually watched part of the dunk contest and part of the all-star game, which was really fun. I haven't seen the NBA all-star stuff in in years, so it was kind of fun. Uh, But I have to share this really quick. It's kind of funny. There's a dude playing for the NBA. His name's Larry Nance Jr. And I'm thinking, I know this name. I cannot. I don't know why I know this name. And he gets up and all of a sudden, you know, he does this uh, like the magician change where they pull the, the the screen up, you know, and he does the change in the screen and they pull it down and he's in different clothes, you know, mm-hmm. and he's in this 1980s Phoenix Suns uniform. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, I holy it's crap. Papa. This is this is the Larry. This is Larry Nance's son. And I realized that I had because I remembered Larry Nance. I lived in Phoenix when I was a kid. We used to go to the Suns games all the time and Larry Nance played there. And I was like, oh, that's where I know it. I've actually seen Larry Nance play the, the senior. So anyway, Larry Nance Jr. recreated his father's cradle rock dunk from 1984, which was the very Ice. first dunk contest. And he actually won it, you know, the first dunk contest in 84. So it was such a cool thing. And it was neat. Neat to see some of these guys dunk. You're just like, how? Yeah. <laughs> how? Dunking is crazy. Yeah. And I'm really nerding out right now on uh, NBA 2K18 video game. I used to play basketball games a lot and I just didn't for years. And I was like, I want to check out this new newer one. Now it came out, you know, close to a year ago now, but I was like, I want to check it out. I want to see what it's all about. It was on sale. I'm like, I'm going to buy this and check. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah, it is really cool. Cause it's, it's my way of getting my basketball out when I can't play right now. Oh, for sure. So it's not the same thing, but Olympics on the other hand, I know you've had some exciting moments. Oh, participating man. in the games. Oh yeah. 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 I've been down there rowing for the Olympics. It's it's called winter rowing. Is this like the and, ice rowing? Yep. Okay. And it, the, the challenge is to break the ice with your oars. Mm. I walked into yoga today and I was like, <laughs> okay, you need to help me out here. Cause I'm really sore from rowing. And she's like, please tell me that you have been rowing in like a river. <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, no, no. I got a machine. Dude, so. I am miss ice. What do you think I've been doing? think i've been doing rowing on the ice the olympics and all like professional sports have their moments when something truly remarkable happens that not necessarily like how in the world did this person do this but this person has trained has practiced has worked with their team enough in order to get to where they are and then there's just like other moments and the olympics i think are so unique in how they can package those moments up for you. Yeah. For example, the woman from the Czech Republic who who skied in Michaela Schifrin's place in mm-hmm. the Super G, she won the Super G. Huh. <laughs> and Michaela Schifrin was supposed to run and she she got sick or something and so this woman took her place at like the very last moment. She wasn't even supposed to run in this. And then on top of it, she's not really even a skier. She's originally a snowboarder. <laughs> and 
and she just totally wins the super G. And as she mm. crosses the line and the crowd is just going nuts and you're watching it ha- unfold on TV and you're like, she just, she just <laughs> placed first <laughs> wow. and the look on her face or like what you could see of her face. Cause she's wearing a helmet, but she was like totally stunned. Like she, she was like looking at the screen, not able to really comprehend that she had just won. Mm. And then like looking around and like looking for validation in someone's face, you know, and, and it was just like that moment of such pure shock and <laughs> completely unexpected. That's so cool. I just, it was just like one of those moments where you go, this is why you watch stuff like this. Yeah. It's just for those moments when, when somebody just shocks the world with something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of them. Nice. Uh, the other one was just watching Sean White come back uh, in the half yeah. pipe after nice. a very disappointing loss four years ago. Yeah. Okay, so you remember shirtless guy from the oh, opening yeah. ceremonies? Yeah. Tongan flag bearer. Yeah. Qualified for cross-country skiing. And there, there have been a lot of just like short programs about his journey over the last two years as he's learned how to cross-country ski and the fact that he hasn't, he didn't even like practice in snow until three months ago or oh something crazy. For like the last six to nine months, he and his partner have been have been going all over the world to wherever there's snow in order to compete in these events in order to qualify for the Olympics. So he he places 114th out of 116. Wow. And his and his skiing partner places or comes in last. Oh geez. And just like these two men just embracing each other. And just like so excited that they that they made it to the Olympics, that they competed in this race. And, you know, it's just just like being able to see people have joy in coming in last. Like there's <laughs> there's nothing like that yeah. when when yeah. you can find a way to have joy in those moments. It doesn't matter who won to me, you know, like who yeah. who nobody remembers. I, I'm somebody remembers, but I don't even remember who won that race. I remember the guy who came in last, though, because you just saw that joy that how how do we even get here right now? I think I saw part of that story. I didn't get to see it all, but something they were talking about is people don't assuming this is the same story, right? Because it was about the Tongan skiers. Mm -hmm. And he was saying people do not realize how hard it is to get even into the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, oh, you know, no, no, really like to get into the Olympics. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, then it, I think it kind of went on to him talking about the whole idea that, you know, getting into last place was such a joy because you got there. Um, yeah. And I've heard other things, too, that I really appreciate, especially with all the political issues going on, the anger, the violence, you know, the stuff that's happening around the nation, you know, coming together as a world, uniting mm-hmm. through sport. And, and I've I've heard multiple different people and things talk about this. And I thought, you know. There is something to be said about that. There is really, truly something cool about bringing countries together, regardless of the issues that we have and, you know, just competing in a very healthy, friendly manner. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And you see it, you see a lot more of that in a, in a much more genuine way for the less well-known sports. One thing I heard from a commentator, very few people here really have expectations to win a medal. And their reason for being here include like different goals. And mm-hmm. and probably in the case of these two Tongan competitors, they've only been doing this for two years. And I think one of them, the shirtless guy, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, <laughs> but but he's like, 
I'm doing this to inspire the next generation. I might have started this and I might be the first person from my country to compete in winter games, but I'm not the end. So next generation, take it from here. Yeah. You know, and I just, I just love that. I mean, how inspirational yeah. is that? Yeah. That is so cool. This is why I love music as well, because I think music truly unites people or it should anyway. You know, the band star set. Nope. Oh, you should. I know uh, Harley Quinn loves star set as well. Really good band. I have a couple of songs on my list right now. Concert tonight in Denver. I am going. So excited. And you remember Muse? You know the band Muse? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brand new song. Thought Contagion. Check it out. Muse is a hard one for me. Why? They're, I love their early stuff. And then their middle stuff, they went mainstream. Yeah. And now their new stuff is like, you can't really distinguish it from the old stuff. And so while you're listening to it, you're like, is this an old song or is this a new song? <laughs> you just have to but I, like I mean, it. I love classic Muse. Absolutely. Yeah, I do too. And I like this one. I, I like should. some of their new stuff too. There is a uh, song from last year that I just discovered. So it's not brand new, but it's, it's new to me is unknown brain is the name of the band. And the song is called Perseus. Fantastic. Some of you've heard of it. I know, but it's, it's excellent. Interesting. I think you would like it too, by the way, check it out again, all, all on right. my list, but you know, that's the thing. Like I, I, I hear about these cool things like the Olympics, you know, I'm inspired by that. Even like the, again, going back to the NBA all-star game, you know, going back to talking about music and stuff and just seeing examples where people are trying to come together over some shared thing they love. And part of that is really just putting down <laughs> your devices, put, put Facebook away, put any messaging apps away and just go be with people. There are people out there who like the same things you do. So you don't have to do it alone. Totally. Make a party out of it. Don't just watch the Olympics, watch it with other people and have, have conversations about it. And re- remember that there's such a big world out there that it's just waiting for you to tap it. Oh, well, you know what the music means. It's time to go. I'm so sad. Miss Ice, thank you though. Thanks for having me. It's it been fun, fun to have you back. Yeah. So you're going to be joining us ideally about once a month. Yeah, ideally. That would be fun. All right. Well, go read what you have to say in the blog (laughs) I will go do that right now. (laughs) RealBrianShow.com. Thank you for joining us. Get in that Facebook group because that's where we're going to be at. Real Brian Show. Sign up. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514MediaEmpire.com.